You're listening to Can I Help You with the love master himself, Craig Shoemaker. Hello, everyone. It's Craig Shoemaker, Dr. Craig Shoemaker with Can I Help You? We'd love to help you. And during this particular time, we really need to help one another. This is when we need community and contact and communication. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're trying to do here. We have two people who have been through life and I'd say got to the other side into a good space. And that's what we're going to share here today. I'm here with Sean Smith, a life coach and many other things, MVP coaching. And uh, Sean, we had a carryover from last time. Yeah. And that is fear. We're going to move on to a different topic, but we did want to cover one thing. We had a teaser on the last one, and we're actually going to address the teaser. (laughs) False evidence appearing real. What I have said for many years is that's helped me deal with my fears because fears are the root of all evil. Fears are the root of, of many bad decisions that we make. Fear has been at the core of so many things that have happened to me in my life whether it's uh, when I got into drugs and alcohol was due to fear, fear of insecurity, fear of loneliness, fear of whatever it is. It's at the root of it. Mm-hmm. When I check it out, for instance, if I was a fearing, if I feared being alone, the false evidence I build up is what happens when you're alone. And I went, wait a minute, that's all built up. Nothing happens when you're alone that's bad to you. So that's why I'm saying false evidence appearing real. And each one of those times I check that out with myself. And maybe that can, I can help someone right now, but you're going to, for the other half of the people that don't believe that, you're going to address it. So go ahead, Sean. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's probably semantics, as you kind of said, and splitting mm. hairs. Um, first of all, I'm in favor of anything that works. I'm in favor of people calling themselves alcoholics if it helps them, and I'm not in favor of the label if it doesn't. So I'm not so tied to the philosophies as I'm tied to the outcomes. Mm -hmm. Having said that, my issue with false evidence appearing real is that our fears live in our body and the traumas that we experience actually do live in our bodies. And so if something happens and our body's fear lights up, we we're going to respond however we're going to respond to it. And I know I believe that what you've been focusing on is our response to the fear, which I think is important. What I'm focusing on as a, as a coach is that if there's fear in the body, then just telling yourself that that is false evidence is not true. Now the evidence that you're talking about is the external evidence. That's right. The evidence I'm talking about is the internal evidence. Oh, interesting. Okay. So the internal evidence of, Oh my God, I'm actually afraid of being abandoned. Okay. If you try to motivate yourself or affirm your way to say, actually, that evidence is not true. Let me just power my way through it. The next time you go into that same scenario, your body's going to light itself up again. But you just labeled it powering through like that's the response. What if the response is just being aware, being aware? Part of being aware for me is going, what evidence have I gathered through the years that uh, I'll give you? I'll give you one. Sure. Uh, the news has told us for years to fear people of color. Mm-hmm. So if you are a white person and you've watched the news and you've been bombarded with it your entire life, the news is all corporations are run by white men. 
So therefore, it's their perspective on what they fear becomes your fear. That's why it's false evidence, because it's their evidence. And they will gather the evidence to prove it to be true. Right. And then the prison systems are filled with people of color, because they decided, here are the crimes that are most important. White-collar crimes aren't as important. They'll put them in a country club prison, and it takes a lot to get them there. You steal a Slim Jim armed robbery or whatever, you're in for a long time. Because of the fears. Right. And the judges are in fears. The juries are in fear because they've been programmed to think, oh, that's who robs people. That's who kills people because that's what they got. The so that's was the built external for you. evidence. That's right. Right. If, so then you have to be aware of your internal. Right. That's where I'm getting aware. It. Exactly. Okay. So if t so to use that same that same scenario. Hold on. It's become internal, though, the external. The external became internal because you internalize and put the label on, oh, that's what a cr criminal looks like. I think it can go both ways. Same with you know, your perspective on someone gay or someone, you know, anybody that's different than you. You've built evidence based on only what right. you know. You only see, you know, things that happen in other countries. You think the entire country is living like that. But I think somebody can be afraid of abandonment, let's say, because they weren't nurtured early on in childhood for who cares why okay, yeah. and later on end up becoming racist or joining a gang based on something that was more individual and didn't match those details. And I think what you said could also happen that people are, I mean, you know, we, we talk about this uh, often people that like white people that, that, believe in white power or hate black people or hate whatever other races, mm -hmm. most of them were programmed at a very early age. And if you put a black kid and a white kid together and they're one year old, there's no reason to hate each other. No. So that programming externally can absolutely create our experience. And an internal abandonment issue, let's say trauma, molestation, something like that, could manifest into not liking men, not liking right. blacks, that's not liking whites. Fear, that's why the fear serves no purpose. Either way. It's, it was conditioned. But what you said earlier was a one-year-old comes out laughing, comes out in joy. Mm -hmm. and they've been programmed to, they've been programmed with their fears. They're not born with those fears. Those fears were conditioned into them. That's Correct. why all fears, because if you break something down into the divine world, which we're all brought in, we're all divine beings. Mm -hmm. If you break that down, there is nothing to fear. Correct. You come out and pure. How can you fear pure? How can you uh, fear the divine? How can you fear that? You because, can fear pure if it lights up your insecurities. But that's those insecurities were built. Correct. That you don't come out that way. It's, You're saying have, there's no essential fear nope. of pure, and I do agree with that. There's no. If I you think break what's down missing. Fear, there is no. There's no truth to the fear. It's all man-made. It's a man-made conditioning that takes place based on their fears. Right, but I think other I, people's fears are now programmed into yours to become yours. You come out a pure being. I have fear of laughing. But because then what would I was you say told, to somebody, wipe that smile off your face. Correct. But what would you say to something to somebody who was molested as a child? I Where was. Do their I was fears... kidnapped and, you know, I was by a serial pedophile. Okay. What am I going to do with that? Am I going to afraid that's going to happen to me time and time again? Well, you've or... you've gone through therapy or you've gone through what, whatever your own you know your own personal yeah. confrontation. I had a great journey with that and, and all a, of that. A, a major freedom that took place, and it took being aware first.
It took being aware of, of the fears of, of putting labels on people, you know, to be, you can be cautious. So now I'll give you an example in that scenario. Yeah. Now I am aware of predators, sexual predators, what their prey usually is, tends to be. Now I'm not afraid, but I'm going to make other people aware of that. When I see like a, you know, Jerry Sandusky years ago with Penn State, this guy was the profile. Mm-hmm. He was the same profile as the guy that got me. And I'm going to make people aware of it. And they might get mad at me. I don't care. Right. I don't care if the, I don't have a fear of them because I know what my truth is. You know your truth. I know the truth is that I can help prevent it because you have to make people aware of a, of a, a prototypical pedophile. You've got to say, but they have it such, such that they make it so you're afraid to even call them out. They use fear on you because if you say something, you feel like you'll die. And that's why people keep it secret. So sure. who knew where this was going to go today? Well, but the it, bottom line is it's, it works for me and has, has worked for me for quite a while is the acronym false evidence appearing real. And that's not to deny anything. No, that's the how difference. people hear it. They hear it as a denial or whatever it is. The difference that's clear now in this conversation is, is that you're talking about external evidence and I'm talking about internal evidence. So this isn't as much uh, opposing views. It's just di- it is it's, a little it's bit. external it, versus internal. It is so, because I think the external leads to the internal. Right. I think we're but, divine internally. Correct. How long were you not handling your effects of the, you say molestation, kidnapping yeah. the pedophile? Taken away for five days to a ghetto hotel in Washington, D.C. and 13 years old. And it was, it was really, really hurtful and. I did not know how to deal with it. So right. I dealt with it in other ways, including all the ways we're talking about with fears. How do we deal with fears? Fear, by the way, that fear wasn't it happening again. That fear was ever someone finding out. That became yeah, the fear. For sure. And then that piles on and that piles on. And then you pile on with all of our mechanisms. This is what I'm imploring people to learn is those mechanisms of fear do not work. Fear has no good purpose. We think that it does, and we're even conditioned to think that. I, I'm now reconditioning myself to go, no, that does not serve a good purpose, my fear. What serves a good purpose is to connect with my divinity inside, my higher power, my source, whatever it is, and that informs the next move, not my fear. Yeah, I, again, it's like what, you know, what are we calling fear? Fear of death or fear of not living the kind of life that I want to live or something like that. I can turn that into like fear being positive, but going back to your story. So from the age of 13 till whenever you confronted it or whenever you embraced it during that time, your traumas were not actually healed. They were Mm -hmm. just avoided. Avoided in many different ways. Yes, exactly. And so what I'm saying is if we apply false evidence appearing real, like let's say to, to when you were 14 years old, mm-hmm. if you had these feelings come up in, in whatever situation, you know, you were cornered by a man or you were walking out in, in the dark or whatever, and you had these feelings come up in your body, if you were to apply, this is just false evidence appearing real, let's just power through it. 
your oh, traumas. Whoa, 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 that's the difference. You keep saying power through it. That's what I'm saying is a lot of people use false evidence appearing real to just power through I'm and ignore no on the power through. The internal. That's the actions that are taken. We're that's breaking where, this down, man. I know. That's where I'm we're at. I'm not saying to power through. I know. I'm saying become but, aware of the evidence that you're building that is false. Right. But you're saying that from your perspective now after the healing. Okay. What I'm saying is that a lot of people are in the situation where they have traumas, whether it's deep traumas or micro traumas. Okay. And until they confront those, the traumas are not actually addressed. So for those people, if they take the phrase, and it's not the essence of the phrase, it's how the phrase is applied mm -hmm. that I have a problem with. So a lot of people will just say, this is just false evidence appearing real, and I'm gonna keep using that phrase that you don't like, I'm just gonna power through it. So what I'm saying is that's how a lot of people use it. Yeah, they do. And if you just power through because you're convincing yourself that the internal evidence is false, that's not true, because the internal evidence is true. What you were talking about earlier, I completely agree with, is what I'm hearing on TV, true evidence or not. And then we have the ability to to challenge the well, evidence. No. I mean, take the fear of that. Is it true? Right. But let's break it down again. Is it true that if I share this with someone that I will be annihilated? Share what this? My information on what happened to me in, in Washington, D.C. when I was 13. Is it true if I share this with someone, the fear is if I share this, right. I'll be annihilated as a human being? Was that true? No. No. Was it true that every person that looks like that is going to do that to me? Of course me? not. Is it true that every man that age is going to do that? No. Is it true that every single person who is my friend is going to act like that? No. They say that they're my friend. So that's what I'm saying. But is, is it true as a 14-year-old? Right. But is, is it true as a 14-year-old that you had these internal traumas that needed to be addressed? Like, yes, addressing is exactly. different, though, than we're talking about. I'm saying that addressing it is becoming aware. And, if right. you, and you address the fear that comes right. up by saying to yourself, oh, those aren't true fears. Because now they pile off on one. But Hold I'm up. saying they there are true up. fears. They pile yeah. up. Right. Because now one leads to the next leads to the next. So now you know what that led to? Okay, secrets. Sure. Now you got to keep it a secret it's because I have a fear of being annihilated. Okay. Of course. Then that, then we start to go through, how do I deal with those secrets? Oh, I'm going to have to drink them away. I'm going to have to run from them. I have to gamble them away. I have to have sex. I have to make those things go away based on something that I did not deal with at the root. That's and the key. You didn't deal with it. I right, didn't right. deal with it at right. the root by saying Bingo. this is false evidence. Not what happened. Not what happened. It's the fear that happens from what happened that is false evidence that is going to appeal real because then it'll be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Then every person that tries to be my friend, that they're a predator, they could have, you know, all of those things. I'm not saying to not be cautious of somebody that has indications of you should listen to your gut. You should listen to your feelings. You should start to clear away your mechanism that drops all of those where basically have a true essence that's right. in there which is love and forgiveness is all those wonderful, you know, God given qualities, but we cut them off with fear. Yeah. And, and, and I have our my pureness, own, our wholeness, our oneness sure, is all sure, cut sure, off. Sure. So if coronavirus and is quarantined, to me, the lesson is we need to connect as one. If we have a oneness, 
that will cure this. And that sounds silly to people. And that sounds especially, you know, clinical people thinking, you know, that, that because they have not been conditioned the way I have now conditioned myself to approach these things. And it's worked for on a personal responsibility level. And that's all we have. Well, I cannot change anyone else. I think I, I think what's clear to me now is the uh, the distinction of where we're coming from is fear is a protection mechanism. Yes. And fear is protecting a trauma, whatever the trauma is, yes. micro macro. I'll give you an example. I was on the phone with one of my clients recently and she was just trying to make phone calls to get people into her business. And as soon as she went to make phone calls, she had all this fear in her body. Then she tries to overpower it with this is just false evidence of being real. And she just tries to make phone calls again. And what I told her is the next time you go to make phone calls, the fear is going to come back because you actually didn't do anything but deny mm -hmm. the fear using this false evidence appearing real idea. And so she could just continue that pattern for the next hundred years and motivate herself to get on the phone every day and have the fear still come up every single day because the actual fear isn't being addressed. I think what you're referring to, which is what I agree with, mm -hmm. is addressing the thing that the fear is trying to protect. Right. And when we don't address our actual embodied fears, see, we try to address our embodied fears with intellectual solutions. And so if, if I have suppressed fears or su suppressed traumas, rather, that my fears are trying to protect, then intellect will never heal the embodied no. fears and that's what you went through so you healed your embodied fears spiritually bingo not intellectually it first starts in the mind and then it goes if you allow it the only solution is a spiritual one the only thing that got me into this place i agree today yeah. of forgiveness not powering through forgiveness mindfulness this is where I got to because I had to first start with the root of awareness and acknowledge it. Acknowledge where the truths aren't. Right. It's not true that I would have been killed if, if, if I would have said something to someone. Or it might have been true. But, here's but it the is thing. true that your 13-year-old had traumas. And I think that's the, the two different distinctions. Like the internal evidence is true. The external evidence is no longer true. And it doesn't serve you. No. And I think when you confronted that and did the therapy or did the surrender and, and all the things you did, I don't mean to be insensitive, that's where the healing actually occurs. And unfortunately, a lot of people have put a bullet in their head before they got there, yes. especially men who've been molested. Yes, and that's where I try to give hope to people on a Can I Help You podcast. Right. I, that's not the only thing I've been through. I've been through a bunch of traumas, and I am on the other side, not in denial, I'm no, no way ignoring the past. That would be not speaking about it today. Correct. That would be denial. Right. Not, I'm not in denial of some of the sadness and some of the grief that I have been through. I'm not saying it doesn't still exist. But I do know today, I am so happy. I tried to commit suicide that year. I had, I had a, As a 13-year-old that yeah, year? Yeah, I had a necktie, neckties around my neck, and I was hanging there for a little while. My, so my, you actually, you, you didn't oh, I, stop yourself. You actually tried to, well, I hung to your best ability at the time. I'll be honest with you. I, I did it in a way where I could just stand up anytime I wanted right. to. I dangled. Yeah. And then I just, yeah, I'm done with this. <laughs> no, actually my mom came in and she said, oh my God, those are new neckties. 
I'm still the honest to God truth. That's a new necktie. <laughs> I'm, I'm hanging there choking. <laughs> what? And then she says, We did not you, mean to says, laugh she at She says, what that. are you doing? You could just stand up. And I did. I stood oh up. But I, was, I dangled for a little while. She and my sister laughed at me. And uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> but, uh, I'm only laughing through you. Not at the idea well, of suicide and all that stuff, but I hear what you're saying. That we can laugh. Another fear we have is, oh, you can't laugh at something. It's so much easier it's, to move it, when something oh, is. My, it's so much easier levity. to, to yeah. just go to. That's so sad. You know, all the standards. I'm not about the standards. That's not how I live my life. I live my life with yeah. freedom, and I try to stop the limitations. I go, go everywhere we can go. With my life, everywhere I can go in the infinite is where I'd like to go. Fear keeps me from, it keeps me from the infinite. It keeps me from, from living a full life. And I have a full life now. And that's the hope I'd love to give it put out there. It's anyone who's going through depression, I went through depression. All those things I've been through. Crohn's disease, it was just incurable. They say it's incurable. So therefore, the fear goes in my head that there's no way this is going to be cured. The only way the, out of this They'll never give you a spiritual solution. There's never going to be a commercial for spirituality. It well, doesn't it's not exist. measurable. I can't find it it's anywhere. Not tangible, if yeah. I'm in a bad position, that's where I go, by the way. I go to, I need prayer and meditation. I need something that lifts my spirits. And, and I'm watching television. I'm literally looking for it. And the only thing I can find, I'll put in you know, spirituality. And it'll, Joel Osteen will come up. And it's like a religion. And I'm not a religious guy. I'm not knocking religion. The religion it, world has kind of taken the word spiritual. They did. They, they, they hijacked it, it the yeah. bastards. And faith. Where, where I'm about, the, oh, I know. Where that's I'm, not a religious word. But that's the thing is they think that I am godless. I'm way into God. I'm saying that's the answer yeah. for me. That's the pathway to recovery. That's the pathway to happiness is through that. It's the only thing that always exists. Let's talk about that. Let's get into it on the next episode. Let's talk about shame hope and healing okay how about that yeah well we're going through which is shh by the way which is actually kind of cool okay. right because that's kind of sort of how we deal with it is the secretiveness that's right but let's not do that yeah we're yeah. all about the shh and and this show is not this show really i hope that it um i thought it was on our agenda to I, talk about your I, I 13 year old i hope it upsets people i hope it upsets people yeah. and when you get upset if you have the ability and the courage Maybe that will upset something in you to not stay the course of normalcy, what's accepted, society telling you what to do. Maybe five people are listening to this. Maybe one, pe one person gets it. I don't care anymore. I don't care. I am going to sip, spread this word, the gospel. <laughs> the gospel <laughs> the of Christ. I saw a guy the other day, by the way. <laughs> this is a religious guy. I'm going... Who is paying this guy? He's a religious leader. He goes, COVID virus. <laughs> Gotta blow it away. And they repeated the guy. There was an audience repeating him. And he had these devil eyes. Like, it was crazy. I have it. And it's, I'm looking, I'm going, I'm laughing at this. And there are people that put money in an offering plate for this guy to be one of their leaders. COVID virus. <laughs> away with you. If that's the way you want to deal with COVID, 
I looked and I went, bless I made it. Bless your heart. And, yeah, bless your heart. I just said, hey, looks like we're done. We're good. We're good. We're Everybody good. come this out of the house. This guy blew it away. He goes, like, right. God says, take it away. Go now. <laughs> so, and uh, I would not, love to see that clip. Oh, I have it. Are you kidding me? It's one of my top videos. I watch it time. <laughs> There's some things I can watch time and time again. This one, and by the way, his eyes, I can't even describe. Even my kids watched it. They said, what's wrong with him? Like, he's got these eyes that are, like, possessed and not by God, by his Satan. He looks like he's Satan, like, literally what you would picture. But that's my conditioning. That's just what I think. <laughs> see, see what it is? I fear people like him. But anyway, I uh, hope you got something out of today's podcast. It's Sean Smith. It's Craig Shoemaker. What are we teasing? What's the next episode? We're doing a Shame, bunch in a row. hope, and healing. Shame, hope, and healing. We'll see if we can stick with that. Uh, hope you enjoyed this one. Spread the word. See you next time. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode and that you got something out of it. Please share this with a friend. If you can, review us on Apple Podcast. You can always reach us on Instagram at Can I Help You Podcast, Twitter at Can I Help You Pod, and Facebook on my fan page. You can reach me personally on Instagram, official Craig Shoemaker, Twitter at The Love Master, and the Facebook group Craig Shoemaker Presents. For tour dates and all else, sign up for my shoes letter. Go to craigshoemaker.com. Today's podcast was edited by Sergio Navoa.